Thank you, Jesus. Well, nobody's like the Lord. Um, we praise God for being here in the house of the Lord. I'm not sure why we're echoing in, but we'll figure it out. Anyways, it's good to be here. Blessed Thanksgiving. We honor the presence of the Lord here. We are here again in PT uh, South with my lovely wife, Lady Carmen, and of course our guest speaker. And we thank you for being out this morning in the house of the Lord. We're grateful to God for his goodness. And I hope that you are all wishing each other, uh, oops, a little crook, crooked here. We'll figure this out. So we hope that you all are enjoying your Thanksgiving morning. It's a bright sunny morning, a little chilly here, uh, but it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Again, happy Thanksgiving. And there's a few birthdays uh, that are today that I'm quite sure that are in the chat. So please wish these wonderful people whose birthdays today a happy and blessed birthday. Also, we invite you, those of you who are from, who are visitors, if you're a first time guest, please, please, please put your name in the chat so that we can welcome you and extend to you our, our grace and hospitality. We desire to be one of the most welcoming places in the city of Cambridge, if not in the world. And so we hope that you can put your name in the chat and let us know that you are a first time guest and we will express our gratitude for your joining us this morning. Um, one of the things that is wonderful as I looked at that pre-recorded service, I was like, man, um, I'm looking forward to, to us gathering together again. And so just wanna let you know that again, on this Sunday coming up, we will be doing service virtually again, although the speaker will be here in the building as well as my wife and I. Uh, but we wanna, again, because people, number one, we wanna, uh, give our media team and worship team a, a little rest break. We could actually start this Sunday, but we're going to hold off till the 1st of December, not the 1st of December, but the first Sunday in December, we'll be back here live so that we can have communion together and also that we can end the month strong. Praise the Lord. Um, so one of the things I want to do right now is I want to introduce our our guest speaker, um, then I'll pray for the offering, and then our guest speaker will be speaking. But uh, our guest speaker is Brother Yebi Begnigme, and he has been uh, such an amazing servant of the Lord, uh, one of my sons in the Lord. And uh, one of the things I like about him, when he first came here, all he wanted to do was serve and uh, praise God when we were uh, at two services, he would always be one of the ushers at the door, just serving uh, the people of God and serving the house of God. Uh, the thing that I also want to uh, express the gratitude to him is that he is one of our amazing morning prayer leaders. And the Lord has always seemed to have a word from him. And I remember talking to my wife as we were thinking about Thanksgiving and, and my wife said, what about Brother Yemi? Let's have him speak. And I was like, yeah, that's a good choice. And so we're just so grateful for Brother Yemi uh, agreeing to speak. And we also are grateful 
for his lovely wife to be with us as well. God bless you. And so we're going to uh, say a blessing over the offering. I want to encourage you to give. Uh, we, last year, this time, and again, this year, the Lord put it on my heart. As you know, this is the year of biblical justice, and I want to get the name straight. We have given thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars to the Massachusetts Center of Native American Awareness. Uh, you may not realize it, but in Massachusetts, there are a lot of uh, Native Americans that are going hungry, Native Americans that are uh, having challenges uh, paying their light bills, not their light bill, their heating bill. And so uh, last year, we gave a very substantial offering and purchased about, well, I'll say $5,000 worth of uh, food gift cards so that this organization can give out uh, food to those who are in need, particularly Native Americans. As we know, this may be a happy Thanksgiving for us, uh, but it brings back, I imagine, sorrowful, hurtful memories on behalf of the Native American people. So by God's grace, through your offerings and through your giving, we're able to bless this organization. And I've been in contact, uh, constant contact, especially around this time with the uh, executive director and Nate, and she is always surprised and shocked that it, a church like ours would give to that uh, cause and to make sure that we uh, bring about uh, justice, particularly in the area of food insecurity. So at this time, I want you to bow your heads and we're gonna pray not only for the offering, but we're also gonna pray for Brother Yemi at this time. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the opportunity that we are PT Global, meaning that people from all over the world can uh, join our service in giving thanks to you, Lord. Thank you for life. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, even on our behalf, Lord, as a family, where on the day of Thanksgiving, uh, you blessed us with a wonderful daughter, Lord. Lord, you, but even if you didn't bless us with a child, every Thanksgiving, you're worthy to be praised. You, are, you have been so gracious to us, Lord. Many of us uh, later today, we're going to have more food than we can even consume and take home. But yet today, there are people who are still hungry and people who are suffering from food insecurity. So thank you that your people can give on the, for, for the cause of making sure that we do our part when it comes to biblical justice. We also pray for our brother Yemi, Lord, as he ministers the word of the Lord. Oh God, we pray that his speech and his preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power so that your, our faith will not rest in the wisdom of brother Yemi, but in the power of God. And finally, Lord, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, as I've been sharing for the past uh, few weeks, give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened so that we would know the hope of our calling. Bless your people, Lord, not only as they give, but bless them throughout this day. In Jesus' name we ask it, amen, and God bless you.
Hallelujah. Good morning, PT. Hallelujah. Happy Thanksgiving. It's so good to be in God's house this morning. I really want to appreciate uh, Bishop for giving me the privilege to share this podium with him. I want to say thank you to everyone that has been working tirelessly to ensure this service is a success. Let's bow our head as we say a word of prayer. So Spirit of God, we reference your presence here this morning. Father, I turn myself to you. Father, you know that all I want this morning is for Jesus to be glorified. We thank you for everything you've been to us. We've been through fire, yet we did not smell like smoke. We've been through water, yet we were not overwhelmed. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you've been the wings beneath our wings, every crown that the world, every success, every fame we've had, everything the world plays upon us. Father, we lay them down at your feet this morning, standing in awe of you, Father, just to worship you. Just to say, Father, only you deserve glory. Only you deserve honor. Father, only you deserve adoration. So we return all the praise to you this morning. Come glorify yourself in our midst as we speak this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. It's a great privilege to be here this morning. I really want to thank Bishop once again for sharing the podium, for giving me the privilege to stand on this podium to share the word with the people of God, for trusting me so much to give me this opportunity. I do not take it lightly at all. Thank you so much, sir. And my personal lady Carmen, if a, if a devil comes down from hell this morning to tell me that you don't love me, I will know that it's a lie because I know you really love me. Thank you for loving me the way you do. I appreciate your love. I appreciate everything I'm learning through you and from you. When you talk, when you keep silent, when you correct in love, and most especially when you smile, geez, thank you so much for your love. I also want to appreciate all the leaders in PT for everything you do for us. Um, this morning, it's a Thanksgiving service, so if I spend the whole time I have thanking your people, I would have preached a powerful sermon. Because one of the things I noticed is that the people that serve God, most especially in the house of God, go unnoticed and uncelebrated. But this morning, I want to stand in place of all the congregation of PT worldwide. Oh, thousands of people that you've served, that you've blessed. I'm standing in their stead this morning to say thank you. We see what you're doing. Yes, we know the heaven is rewarding you, but I personally want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. I, Elder Roy, Elder. Pino, Pino and his wife were the very first family that invited me into their house when I got into PT. I'm sure they can remember right now. After, after the membership class, I was invited for fellowship. I really appreciate that. Thank you for welcoming me home. I thank all the elders. In case I don't mention your name, know that God sees my heart and I really appreciate you. And lastly, I want to appreciate my darling wife. It takes, 
it takes only God and maybe me to get myself, my wife out of the house before 6 a.m. <laughs> I really want to appreciate what you do for me, what you do for the children. Uh, it's easy to shine right now to stand here and preach because you give me peace at home. Thank you, dear. I love you. Well, some people are waiting for me to get into the message, but the truth is the message started already. Honor and gratitude will open doors for you that your credentials can't. So as Christian, we need to understand gratitude. I'll start today by reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 19. This is the narrative of Jesus Christ talking to his disciple after they discover who he was. He asked them, who the son of man say that I am? And they said to him, some says Apollo, something. They said, first of all, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Paul was able, uh, I mean, Peter was able to reveal who Jesus was. So he said, you are Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, you're Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. And he said something in verse 19. He said, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. That whatever you lose will be lose. Whatever you ban on heart will be banned. He said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. There are keys to the kingdom of God. And this morning, I want to put one of the keys into our hands. And it's called the key of gratitude. Amen. My anchor scripture for today is from the book of Luke chapter 17. I'll be reading from verse 11 to 19. Luke. I'm reading from the New, Living, uh, the New King James Version. Luke chapter 17, starting from verse 11. It's a very popular scripture. It's so amazing how we read the scripture over and over again. Every time we read the scripture, something new comes out. I've read the scripture more than 50 times. And while preparing for this sermon, I've read it over and over again. And every time I read it, even when I'm not reading, when I just sit down to meditate on the scripture, something new comes up. Let me run. The scripture says, as Jesus continued towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 12, as they entered the village, 10 men with leprosy stood a distance off. I'm going to pause here and read the book of Numbers just to give us a background on why these 10 lepers stayed 10, why the state, these 10 lepers stayed far away to talk to Jesus. Numbers 5, 2 to 4. This is God commanding the children of Israel. He said, command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, and will ever be, become mystified by a 
corpse. The next verse. Verse 3. You shall put out both male and female. You shall put them outside the camp that they may not defile their camp in the midst of which I dwell. Verse 4. So the Israelite did as the Lord had commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. So God commanded the children of Israel that if anyone has, uh, is affected by this disease called leprosy, you're not meant to live in the midst of the people. You have to live outside the camp. It will, if you want to have a good understanding of the processes that they had to go through to satisfy these people, you, you, go through the, you read through the book of Leviticus chapter 13 and, and 14. It gives a detailed narrative of what happens when someone is affected by leprosy. The first thing is if you find a spot, if someone discover a spot or, or a bright skin, you, any symptom of leprosy, if, you, if it's found on you, you go to the, to the priest who happened to be the physician of those days. In Leviticus 13, it says you go to the priest or their sons who are anointed to do this job to satisfy you. When you get there, they check, they check the spot. If they, you are noted down, you are sent back home for seven days to quarantine. So the quarantine has been around for a long time. Then after seven days, they go back to the priest to show themselves again to see if the symptom has degenerated if it if it didn't degenerate then they go back home there's a cleansing which was de uh, discovered in detail we were uh, described in details in chapter in chapter 14 you go to the priest then they do the cleansing but after seven days if the spot is still there or if it degenerates you go back to the priest again who examines you then send you back home for another seven days, which will make it 14 days. So after 14 days, if you come back and it's confirmed that you have leprosy, you are sent out of the camp to go and live outside the city. Then, if, then you, you are certified uncleansed. So if someone uncleansed, needs to talk to people that are cleansed. Talmud, which happens to be the, uh, this religious spiritual book for the Jew, prescribed that if you want to talk to someone that is cleansed and you're uncleansed, you have to give a space of 300 feet to talk to them because you are uncleansed. So this is why this 10 leper in Luke 7, stood far away, Luke 17, I meant, stood far away to talk to Jesus. They couldn't approach him. They lifted up their voices and said, Lord, they called him Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. This morning when I was meditating on this, something done on me. This is a form of prayer. They said, Jesus, they didn't stop there. They said, Master. And it dawned on me, why did they call him master? They were praying and they were asking for mercy. Yet they call him master. They didn't call him savior. They didn't call him any other name. They call him master. So I decided to check what the word master means. And I checked my concordance and I found out that it's a derivative 
of a military war, which means commander. So it means these people, this leper, they needed help. But they didn't see Jesus just as the boss. They saw him as a commander. They've positioned themselves already to receive. And, it, and the Holy Spirit ministered to me that when you're praying to me, how do you position yourself? Do you position yourself to receive? So these people already have the faith to receive from Jesus. They said, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus saw their faith already. And he said to them, he didn't say you are healed. He didn't say you are cleansed. He said, listen to what he said. And he looked at them and said, go, show yourself to the priest. <sighs> show yourself to the priest. Lord, I, have, I, I can't show myself to the priest. You know I have leprosy. But no, they didn't think like that. They obeyed. They obeyed. Your blessings is wrapped up in instructions you obey. So they obey the instruction that God gave to them. Why was it easy for them to obey? Because they've already positioned themselves. They've seen him as master already. So they already positioned themselves to receive. So they were already waiting. Whatever you say we should do, we will do. Mary, the mother of Jesus, preached the best sermon in the Bible. In the, in the Feast of the Canaan in Galilee, he said, when the wine finished, they went to meet us. They see, we don't have wine. And he, he took them to Jesus. He said, see, he told Jesus that the wine has finished. Jesus looked at her and said, what do I have to do with you, woman? He turned away and looked at it. He said, whatever I ask you to do, do it. Whatever God has instructed you to do, just do it. Let me run this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the Bible said one of them. So he said, he said and as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. As they went, the Bible said that in him we live, in him we move, in him we have. When we live in him, when we move in him, we'll continue to have. Your provision is in the instruction God has given to you. It may not be with you immediately it spoke to you. It may not be with you at the point you pray. But as you take the step of faith, your results the provision you need for the assignment is waiting for you. The Bible says, as they move, as they move, they were cleansed. As they obeyed, they were cleansed. I need someone to obey the Lord this morning. God has been speaking to you, but you are afraid. So you need to take the step of it. God is saying, move. Wow, my, my time is fast spent. The Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. So one of them, when he saw that he was healed, did you see this? I love this in this in amplified version. Please, if you can have that in amplified version, he said, as, as they were going, the instruction will go and show yourself to the priest. But when he found out that he was ill, the Bible said he turned back. He didn't go to the priest, he turned back and he came back shouting, shouting, praising God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. How do you show appreciation? How do you show thanksgiving? Is your thanksgiving as intense as your prayer request? When God answers your prayer, do you come back to thank him? Or you just see it as well, he's done it. He came back and he 
fell down at Jesus' feet. He didn't care who was looking at him. He gave Jesus undignified praise. And Jesus was moved. The Bible says this man was a Samaritan. He's not even a son of covenant. Jesus asked, wow, my time is fasting. Jesus asked, did I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? That means every time God does something, he expects us to come back. He's waiting, he's waiting for us to come back. He said, did I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus was touched. And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. The King James Version says, your faith has made you whole. And I look at the difference. I say, yes, he's healed. The other nine are healed. But Jesus said to this man, your faith has made you whole. Then I look at the word wholeness. It simply means complete. Hallelujah. He didn't only receive healing. He received wholeness. And for the, in this scenario, what does it mean to be whole? I have pictures of leprous people on my laptop. But I intentionally don't want to show it to us this morning. I don't want to mess up our appetite. When someone has leprosy, their fingers are chopped off. It eats their limbs. Their skins are dry and wrinkled. There are pores coming out of their skin. But Jesus Christ said to this man, you are made whole, which means if the finger were chopped off, those that receive the cleansing, yeah, they are cleansed, their fingers are still chopped off. If it's the limb, the limb is still chopped off, the skin is still wrinkled, but they are cleansed. The, the, the secretion on their skin has stopped. They can go. But this particular one, the Bible says, Jesus said you are made, or it means if the finger were chopped off, they grew back. If the skin were wrinkled, they became fresh. When you give thanks to God for what he has done, he perfects the miracle. The things that seem not enough becomes more than enough when you give thanks. We remember when Jesus Christ was going to feed the multitude. He had little, but Jesus understood this principle. He lifted it up, gave thanks, and he multiplied. Gratitude multiplies what is in your hand. So Jesus Christ said, you can go. You are made whole. Brethren, we need to return and give thanks to God. I know my time is fast, but please just indulge me. Let me just give you four points. Now we need to delve into why don't we give thanks to God? Why? As believers. I want us to delve into uh, root cause analysis right now and find the reason why we don't give thanks to God. The first one is we are not insightful. What do I mean? 
we are not insightful because we only see what is happening around us. We do, God sees the full picture, but we only see what is happening around us. That is why God says in the book of 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, that we should give thanks in all things, not for all things. There is a scenario in my life. I remember I went a couple of years back, I went for a job interview. I did so well. I loved the job. I wanted the job. I, I went through all the processes. And I later got a call that I didn't get the job. I was so surprised. And I asked why. And they told me I was overqualified for the job. Couple of, I gave thanks to God. And a couple of months down the line, God needed me to make a drastic decision in my life, take a step in my life that if I had a job, I wouldn't have been able to make, make, make that decision. And that decision changed the course of my life completely. If I were to be thinking as human do, at that point, I would say, oh, God, you're no good. But it's so ahead. That is why I said we should give thanks in all things. James 1, 2 to 3. It said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Because the trying of your, of, of your faith works patience. Say, but let this patient has complete work in you, that you may be entire lacking nothing, that you may be complete. That means trial makes you complete. Trial works out perfection in your life. But the, the second one, we compare ourselves to others. You see what is going on in other people's life and you see what is going on in your life and you are wondering, oh God, why are you doing that for those people and you are not doing it for me? If you could sit back and thank God for what he's doing in your own life. The people you are comparing yourself with, if God is to take the challenges in their life and give them to you, you will run. Because you can only see with your physical eyes. We need to appreciate what God is doing in our own life. In the book of 2 Corinthians 10, it says that they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. The third one, the presence of other challenges in our lives. The presence of other challenges in our lives. Because we have other challenges, a lot of us have this perfection mentality. Until it is complete, we don't give thanks to God. We need to learn how to celebrate every milestone in our life and thank God for what he has done so far. In the book of uh, Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, this is Zerubbabel, it said, despise not the days of little beginnings. For the Lord rejoice at the beginnings. Send the beginnings. Please, I'd like to read this to us. I want to, um, Zechariah 4, verse 10. Listen to this. It said, do not despise the small things, the small beginning. For the Lord rejoice to see the work begins. He rejoice to see the beginning. So rejoice. Rejoice for the things that the Lord has started in your life. Why? Because it's not just Alpha. It's also Omega. It is the beginning and the endings. So he that started a good work in you is able to complete it. So we need to learn to rejoice. Enjoy the journey on the way to where you're going. We should not have a destination uh, disease or we, we, we think that success is a destination. No, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the milestone, every milestone. Thank God for them. And lastly, a sense of entitlement. 
this scares me a lot. It scares me a lot because most of the time when we achieve things, we think our hands have brought us this. God was talking to his children in Deuteronomy 8, 18. He said, do not forget the Lord your God when you get to that land, that he is the one that gave you the ability to make wealth. It's not your power. It's not in your doing. A lot of us, yeah, I got the job. Yeah, I got the job because I studied so hard. I went through school. Yeah, I studied so hard. Yeah, I've been healthy. You see, I've been healthy so far because I, I observe all the, uh, the precautions. I wear my mask. I don't go out. I, there are people that are more cautious than you are that still caught this COVID, that are even dead today. God has kept you. God has kept you. So you need to stand up and give thanks to God. See, gratitude is not what we do. Gratitude is an attitude that we need to cultivate. Amen. The story that scared me the most in the Bible is the story of the rich fool in the book of Luke chapter 12. It talked about this man who planted harvested, built a band and put everything. This man worked hard and put everything in the band. And he said to him, said, now my heart, let me relax. I've worked hard. And God said to him, you're a fool. Why? He said, because he wasn't rich towards God. Because he wasn't rich towards God. Did God want his crop? Maybe he planted corn. Does God eat corn? No. But God expected him to come back and show gratitude. Don't be like this man. Rather be like David. Who wrote in Psalm 103. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read Psalm 103. Verse. Yes. Psalm 103. I'll be reading verse 1 to 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Psalm 103, verse 1. It said, let all that I am praise the Lord. Let me read from New King James Version. I love New King James Version. It said, bless the Lord, O my soul. It is deliberate. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all is benefits. You need to count them. The day he saved you from car accident, name it. The way he saved your soul, name it. When he provided for you, name it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You have to be deliberate. Amen. There are so many ways we can thank God. There are so many ways we can return and thank him. I have so many I could list. But I have one as I close this morning. The best way you can show your appreciation to God. But before we show our appreciation to God, let me say this because I was instructed to say this. I want to give us an assignment. Every one of us under my voice this morning, whether you're watching it this morning or you're watching it later, this is the instruction I got, which I'm also going to do. God said you should go back. Think there are people that have given you a platform in your life reach out to them. Thank them. Some parents, you need to, some children, you need to call your parents. If you don't have their phone number, send them, a, send them an email. Find a way to reach out to them. 
for me, see, if you've done one thing for me in my life, no matter what you do again, I can never hold you in my heart with enough forgiveness. I can't say today that there's one person that I hate. If you've done one thing for me, it overshadows whatever you've done. If you've done any good thing, I put that in remembrance. So when you do anything wrong, I remember the good thing. So send a message to them. Find them. Be specific. I remember when I was going through, 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 you did this for me. You paid my school fees. You did this for me. Let's go back and be grateful. Gratitude will open doors for you that your credentials can. And lastly, this morning, the best way you can show gratitude to God is by giving him your life. You're listening to me this morning. You do not have a relationship with God. You know if you die today, you are not sure whether you're going to heaven or hell. This is an opportunity for you. I want you to rededicate your life to God if you've done it before. And I want you to repeat this after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for loving me. You gave your only son to die in my stead. Now I have come to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I confess that he came, that he died, that he rose again, and he ascended to heaven and is sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for me. Today, I declare that I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm given the privilege to bless us. In pity, we don't close by praying. Our bishop usually speak the blessing upon us. This morning, I'm going to speak the blessing upon us as we go into the week, uh, as we go into the day. I want us to stretch forth our hands. The Blessing is taken from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, from verse 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Look after you.